Welcome back, everybody, to the NFL Talk and the Loro Antonio Sports Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Loro Antonio. So now, let's talk about some offseason talk for the Patriots, 49ers, Chargers, and Rams. And what's next? signing. So, signing of the day yesterday was that the, that the Rams brought back Clay Matthews from the Packers. And give me your input on that. Oh, I am so happy about that. I'll tell you why. So, he, he is an older player now. He won't be... The player he used to be, but uh, Clay Matthews is actually an alumnus of my high school, Agora High School in Agora Hills. Um, he's our biggest alumni, so that's super exciting for me that he gets to come home to the L.A. area and play for the hometown team now. Um, but I think he, he's only going to help them. I think he should play in the middle this year, maybe rather than the outside. And, um, yeah, I think he's only going to help the team. Um I'm looking for the Rams again to honestly make a Super Bowl push. I don't see why not. They're young. They're hungry. And uh, I think last last uh, year, or I, I should say this year, in this past Super Bowl, losing to the Patriots and the mastermind of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, Jared Goff learned a lot. He, he, he should have. He must have. Because when you're watching the greatest quarterback to ever play and arguably the greatest coach to ever play beat you up like that, you better learn something, in my opinion. So I hope he did. I hope they learned something there for sure. So now with that being said here, uh, talk about the Chargers now. They got Thomas Davis. They got Tyrod Taylor. They got Brandon Meebane. And I think their next move is to get, keep Antonio Gates and Corey Legion. Yeah, I mean, Antonio Gates has been a Charger forever. I'd love to see him just stay there for his entire career. Um, I think the Tyrod Taylor pickup is interesting. I like him. He's a, he's a mobile quarterback. He's interesting. He's going to be a good backup for them, especially, like, let's say if Phil, if Phil Rivers needs a rest game or if he gets hurt or injured or something, Tyrod Taylor can kind of keep them afloat, which is good. Um, he's, he's definitely uh, one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league, I'd say, for the Chargers. Uh, hey, he Anthony Lynn pretty well. Yeah, that, that as well, that as well. Yeah, and also um, let's talk about uh, – and also for the Chargers, tell me your, your, your thoughts on Thomas Davis signing. Oh, I think he's going to be great as well. Um, I mean, anytime you can add somebody of his caliber, uh, it can only help the team. I, for the Chargers, for me, I'm just hoping that they increase more of their, more, more of their fan base around Los Angeles. Um, what does he play? He plays the outside linebacker, Thomas Davis. He's middle. He can play. He's a middle linebacker. Yeah, and I know he's old, but he's 34, 35 now. But I think he's going to do well for them. He's had a good career. Um, yeah, I don't think he'll he'll do anything but help the Chargers going forward. Uh, and I'll tell you my bold prediction on the Chargers this year. I think the Chiefs are going to be the number five seed in the AFC, and I have the Chargers being the number two seed and winning the AFC West. I honestly, I thought the Chargers were going to challenge the Chiefs even last year. When I was watching the Chargers play, I was like, I mean, the Chiefs are phenomenal. They, they've got a fantastic defense, fantastic running game, fantastic passing game. But I felt like the Chargers were right there. They were on par. Melvin Gordon is phenomenal. He's a top five running back. Um, then you have Phillip Rivers, arguably a top five quarterback. You got arguably a top five or top ten defense. And you have Keenan Allen. You have some good receivers. So, Yeah. I, I was looking forward – I mean, I know they, they kind of ended the season on a sour note, unfortunately, but I'm looking for them to bounce back. It's interesting you bring the Chargers up because uh, I have been I have been kind of following them uh, as of late. I've been following them too, along with the Rams and Patriots when it comes to football. The reason why I kind of I like the Chargers is because 
I think they don't get the credit that they deserve. And I think that I do believe that the fan base of Los Angeles should show some love for both LA football teams in the Rams yeah. and the Chargers. I think so. I want to see that in the Chargers. Yeah, I, I completely agree, especially because that both teams are in Los Angeles and it's not like, like the, the ones like the Anaheim Chargers or any of that. Like both are going to be in Los Angeles. They're both sharing that stadium in Inglewood, right? Yes. So they'll be playing there. Yeah, and I think it's just unfortunate that the Rams came a year prior because then – and they have been in Los Angeles previously, but the Rams came a year prior. Everyone hopped on their wagon, and the Chargers were kind of the second fiddle. And uh, I think their San Diego fan base was pretty pissed about it. Yeah, and the reason why I, I follow both the Rams and Chargers is because both of them are great teams. Don't get me wrong. And I do think that both teams will run L.A. for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, you think the entire sports scene – was was that? Oh, do you think they're gonna like take over the sports scene? Like, do you think we'll turn from a basketball town to a football town? I'm not saying that. I think I think L.A. to me has always been a basketball town. So I think L.A. will turn into a basketball town, into a baseball town, and into a football town. Oh, I mean, yeah. If we were, uh, if I, I, I'm just excited because this is the first time I feel like in both in like my life, probably in yours as well, that. LA has excelled at all sports besides the Lakers right now. But um, every single major sport we have, we have a team that can contend, which is unlike any other city in the world. And I love it. I mean, we have come short the past two years, but I'd rather be in contention than not at all. And I'd rather be back there every year and given a shot to win than not make the playoffs and uh, wondering what's next. That's why I follow the I, I, I follow the Chargers now in football. And I'll be talking about the Chargers a lot of my shows is because I like I love Anthony Lynn. He's a he's a phenomenal football coach. He's kind of like a Sean McVay, but I think Anthony Lynn and Sean McVay are both phenomenal head coaches. Yeah, I would agree. He's done a really great job with them. Um, under new circumstances in L.A., he really turned like I mean the team was never like really that horrible in San Diego, but he kind of set a tone for them in LA and was like, look, we're in this big market. We're kind of looked at as that second team that, uh, you know, who kind of looked at as that under the radar team. And let's go prove like a uh, proof of point. Let's go turn some heads. And they did that. They went 12 and four last year. Like what, what more can you ask from better for the Chargers? Because I think Philip Rivers wants it. And whenever Philip Rivers retires, I'm confident that the Chargers are going to draft the successor. That's good as he is. Yeah, I, I would love that. Um, who do you think they're going to pick in this year's draft? I have them drafting Andre Dillard, an offensive tackle from Washington State. And what pick do they have? 28. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I think they need somebody to play on the opposite side of Russell Okun. Yeah, I, I would agree as well. That, that would honestly be a good pickup. Um, you say, I, I, haven't, I haven't heard much of him, but I know Washington State's got a good program. The Cougars have produced some NFL talent for sure. So that's why I have I have the 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 Chargers going with an offensive line, but they need offensive line help to keep to keep to give Philip Rivers more time to throw the football. But obviously, when it comes to the Chargers, Philip Rivers is my guy. Yeah, Philip Rivers is. I mean, my my cousins live in San Diego, so spending a lot of time with them growing up, um, they were huge Charger fans and always watching him on TV my entire life. Uh, he's always just been solid. I feel like he's a model of consistency, and um, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, if you have a quarterback like that, he can give you what you want every single season. Um, it, it's a great thing, and especially that when he was in San Diego, they weren't a big 
small beach town, not a big market, not a huge fan base. Um, I think in Los Angeles, he can really blow up and kind of change the market of the Chargers a little bit and kind of market them well and um, brand them a little bit better, I should say. Yeah, I think the charge, the L.A. Chargers are going to be a good team for a long time. But you like my bold prediction that I think they're going to win the uh, AFC West over the Chiefs. But I do think the Chiefs are going to be in the playoffs regardless because of Patrick Mahomes, though. Yeah, oh, I, I could definitely see that. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily that I would predict that, like, a, like full-heartedly, but I, I could see it happening. Like, I would not be surprised if the Chargers came out with the AFC West this year. I think they totally have the talent and the capability to do so. And the reason why I say that is I want, I want to see the Chargers be in the number two seed in the AFC when it comes to the playoffs and that they get a first-round buy and home field advantage and he's playing the wild-card game against the Colts. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, hopefully, you know, then they wouldn't have to face the Patriots along the way. And that they'll oh. eventually face the Patriots again in the AFC title game. But, of course, Philip Rivers will lose again against my boy yeah. Brady since Philip Rivers doesn't, like, doesn't have a good record against Brady. No, not at all. Not at all. But who does, really, except for Eli Manning and barely. Oh. Yeah, so now that being said, um, let's talk about the 49ers. So their offseason moves are they got D Ford. That's a good pickup for them, and I still expect them to use that second round, their second overall selection on Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa's brother. Oh, I mean, if they do not pick Nick Bosa, I'll be pretty upset. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I think that's what we've all been predicting. I think uh, the first pick off the board, the Cardinals are probably going to select Kyler. Um, I feel like that's the general consensus around the league right now because their head coach loves them, and they're trying to implement a new style of football around there. But... Um, I think Nick Bosa would do nothing but just, like, provide a staple for the Niners. I mean, when Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo comes back, I expect good things out of him. Um, and I, I think – I know they're rebuilding, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they play this year. I really kind of did want Antonio Brown and the Niners. I thought that would have been a cool pickup if we could have made that happen. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to see how they play. I don't think they'll be in contention necessarily, but I think they're going to keep improving and – in a, a couple of years, I think they'll be back. Yeah, I think the Niners will be will be back before you know it. So now, with that being said, uh, I'm gonna let's also talk about uh, the the winners of NFL free agency so far. I'm gonna give it to Jacksonville. Nick Foles. I think he's gonna turn around this offense for the Jaguars. Yeah, I'll say that as well. I mean, that's another U of A alum, Nick Foles. I love that. Um, but yeah, the Jaguars are a team. I was a big Blake Bortles fan. Um, and he kind of just lost it somehow. Um, and Nick Foles is kind of – he was the guy in Philly, you know. Like, whenever uh, somebody went down, whether there was Wentz or whoever, he stepped up and he provided to be, like, that guy. And in the Super Bowl, he was that guy. So, um, I'm really excited for him. And, what, he made $80 million, five years, $80 million. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So now other moves that happened today, the Jets signed Trevor Simeon to a one-year deal, and then they they got – and then the uh, Cowboys got Randall Cobb to improve with their receiving core. That's a good pickup for them. And also and also the other winner in the, in the offseason was the, uh, 49, the 49ers, maybe, because of getting D Ford. And also with the Cardinals, they got Terrell Suggs as well. So I think, I think here's the thing. Josh Rosen is going to get traded. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's Kyler Murray time with the Arizona Cardinals. 
Yeah, I would completely agree. I think the only question to, to is what they can get for Josh Rosen and where he will be going and who would want to give up something for him. Because I was, uh, I, I was reading something. A lot of analysts feel like if Josh Rosen was in this draft, he would be like the second or third best quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. And then I'll tell you my mock draft in just a minute here. So, uh, so with that being, with that being said here, uh, I actually have a draft day trade coming up. So I have the Redskins moving up, getting Dwayne Haskins. We'll, we'll get over in just a minute or we can save that topic for another week. So here's the thing. My favorite trade and free agent signing is the deal to the, uh, deal to the, uh, Browns. What's up? Sorry, I, I my phone broke out for a sec. That my uh, that my 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 favorite trade was that the that the uh, Browns got Odell Beckham Jr. Um, yeah, I, I love that pickup. Obviously, um, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be great for them. He's he's probably the best receiver in football, and I felt like they didn't give up as much as they probably should have. Yeah, you're you're right about that. So now that being said, uh, also I, I think Le'Veon Bell will make the Jets good, but it's not. But at the same time, he's not gonna. It's not gonna keep up with the Patriots. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, I was actually surprised with that signing. I thought he was gonna get more money, but um, yeah, the Jets will be a good team, but it'll be it'll be hard to see him against the Patriots in that division. Absolutely. And then my mock draft goes like this. So I have. I actually changed it up because I have a draft day trade coming because I don't think the Giants really want Dwayne. It was okay. To ah. Sorry, my phone broke out again. I'm saying Did that. I'm saying that I don't think the Giants want Dwayne Haskins at all. From what I'm hearing. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would. I wouldn't be surprised. So my mock draft goes like this: I have Kyler Murray going number one. I have Nick Bosa going number two. Quentin Williams going number three. Josh Allen going number four. Greedy Williams going number five. Dwayne Haskins to the Redskins at six as the Giants will trade that pick away. And then Montez Sweat to the Jags. Clean and Furl to the Lions. Jonah Williams to the Bills at nine. And then Devin White to the Broncos at ten. Um, that I, I could see that. I could see Devin White maybe going a bit earlier than ten. I, I would think maybe like seven, seven or eight. But um, – that that could definitely be an accurate prediction. The NFL draft is always such a toss up, though. I feel like out of every draft in major sports, the NFL draft will always blow my mind. Yeah, absolutely. So now we'll go picks eleven through twenty. So I have Cody Ford going to the Bengals at eleven, and T.J. Hawkinson at twelve. Rashawn Gary to the Dolphins at thirteen. Garrett Bradbury to the uh, Garrett Bradbury to the Falcons at fourteen, and Devin Bush to the Giants at fifteen. Or I could switch that up. I could have Rashawn Gary going number fifteen. And I have uh, Miami selecting Devin Bush because I think uh, I think the reason why I have that is because I, I believe the Dolphins are going to trade for Josh Rosen and Rashawn Gary going 15 to the Giants and then Nikhil Harry to the Panthers at 16 and Greg Little going to the Giants at 17. Then Ed Oliver to the Vikings at 18. A.J. Brown to the Titans at 19. Then Baker at 20. Murphy at 21. Metcalf at 22. Edwards at 23, Jacobs at 24, Marquise Brown at 25, Tavon Cooney at 26, then Calvin Harmon at 27, then Dillard at 28, 
Polite at 29, Riley Ridley at 30, and then Brian Burns at 31, and then my Patriots end up with Noah Fan at 32. Um, yeah, that's a pretty accurate. I like a lot of your picks. Oh, I'm super interested to see how the uh, how the NFL draft shakes up. Um, and the reason why be... the Redskins moving up to get Dwayne Haskins is because I think the Redskins desperately need a quarterback than the Giants do. Oh yeah, and he's a good I think fit. The Giants are going to tank for uh, Trevor Lawrence. I think that's who they're going to draft as the first overall pick in the draft next year. And the Giants have the Giants have too much faith in Eli Manning that they're not going to pick another quarterback because they think they can still get some uh, life out of him. So that's in why my I, opinion. Think the, the, I think Eli retires after this season, and that's why I have them going after Trevor Lawrence. And I think Tua Tagovailoa could either be a. I think I could see Tua Tagovailoa being a Bronco. Yeah, that would be that would be a great fit. And he 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 would be in the draft next year as well, right? Yeah, Tua and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. He's he's insane. Long hair. Yeah, I could see him going to the Giants next year. Yeah, I could see him being great for them too. So really, my final NFL thought is uh, this has been a good offseason so far. Yeah, definitely very eventful. So that um, being said, uh, so now that being said, I'll talk to you next Friday. You as well. Nice talking to you.